Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, this is a podcast for Home Field Advantage. I'm your host back again, Michael Ville, here with another podcast for the week. Hey, man, I told y'all I'm going to be more consistent, man. I'm back in my creative juices and flowing and everything, man. I stopped watching ESPN. My, my soul has been cleansed. I'm great. <laughs> I am great now. Hey, man, as usual, I always like to introduce my guest on the podcast. Again, a returning guest who has been on here several times. And I'm telling you, every time, it's always been at least one or two quotables. People are like, who's that that you had on the podcast? Yeah, that's my homeboy. Hey, man, welcome back to the podcast. Brian, what's up, boy? Hey, man, how you doing? Bro, I'm glad to be back. Speaking of podcast, never mind. We'll talk about it in the show. Okay, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. talk about it in the show. Um, I mean, I'm super excited, man, for this podcast, man, just because it's kind of, you know, the NBA offseason is upon us. Look like it's going to have some drama in it. Action. All the way action pack. I'm all for the action. You know what? You ever play 2K? Yeah, I play 2K. Or like Madden. Like yeah. My favorite parts of Madden and 2K is always the offseason. You get to reconstruct a team and all that stuff. So I get a little excited for offseason. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so we're going to get the podcast started, man. And we're going to talk a little NBA. And that's going to branch over into an important question. Uh-oh. Kendrick Lamar said loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. We're going to discuss it. Um, but you know how we start our podcast off. We start with a rant to cleanse our souls so that we can speak freely during Amen. the podcast. Um, to get us started, man, I'm going to start off with you, man. Uh, uh, you got a nice rant for us. Okay, so my rant is it's pretty simple. Stop checking other people's pockets. And I've been seeing Uh-oh. a lot on the celebrity side of things. We got Instagram. We got social media. Everybody's dropping these GoFundMes. And tragedies happen so the hashtag justice for junior people been donating i seen carmelo lala they took a picture together for the first time hey. since the breakup hey they come Black together love. you know to support each other and then next thing you know you got the naysayers hitting up other celebrities why didn't you give more what did you give they out here talking about cardi b who just you know won a bt award congratulations yeah. to her shout out to cardi but they were like, oh, you only gave eight racks. You made $4 million. But what you give? You're not even making eye contact with the guy on the street asking for a dollar. But she this gave facts. <laughs> eight racks. And Justice for Junior, that covers the whole funeral a little bit more. So everybody worry about your own pockets. As a matter of fact, man, Cardi B gave eight racks before it went viral like that. Yeah. Like, it wasn't on some bandwagon stuff like Cardi B gave that truly out of kind of old heart. So. so people just need to stay out of social media have gave people too much accessibility to folks and too much accessibility and stuff. Mind your own business. Ooh. If you ain't giving no money, mind your own business. If you are giving money, thank you. Mind your own business. Stay out of folks' pockets. Man, I like that, man. Good night. And I will say I'm guilty of it. 
I have been guilty, you know, especially, you know, trying to uh, cover sports. Sometimes you get into the contracts too much. Yeah. You'd be like, why this player need more money? Because they want more money. That's the answer. (laughs) How many of us will go to a new job and not ask for more money? Plain and simple. You know. And and on top of that, to piggyback off that, how many people – you know, if you get overpaid for your job, it's going to say, no, I don't deserve this. Give me less. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Stop counting people's pockets, man. And Justice for Junior. Yeah. Ugh. I watched that video. bro. I shouldn't have. Yeah. That was disturbing. That's messed up, man. I got to love your neighbor, man. Yeah. Jesus. Even if you don't like your neighbor, still have some type of compassion for somebody in their family. That's crazy. I ain't going to talk too much about it because that's street junk and I ain't in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> I like that rant, man. So for my rant, uh, I need for everybody to put the headphones on. Yeah, we need to sit down and have an honest discussion. Now, normally I don't have serious rants on this show too much like that, but uh, we got to have one. Um, when it comes to cheating in a relationship, it's probably one of the worst things you could ever do. All right. Not talking from personal experience. I'm talking just period. Cheating is one of the worst things you ever do. You know why? Not because you ruin like that person's you you betray their trust and if the loyalty is gone and you feel bad and your reputation is gone. Yeah, I get all that. Here's really why cheating is bad. Because every relationship that you in, you should learn something. Mm-hmm. Not about the other person, but about you. So if a relationship ends badly, you should learn something about yourself more than you learn something about that other person. And when you cheat on someone, you are giving them a free pass to not be accountable for themselves. You are being a victim. And right now the world is protecting victims. And I cannot say what I want to say about a victim. So if I was to cheat, let me not put that energy out there because black men don't cheat. If, if, if a man of another uh, nationality was to cheat on his woman and he gets caught, she gets free range to, you know, go off on him in the relationship, all that stuff. He never says, this is why I cheated, which is something that she needs to know. <laughs> I'm going there, Brian. I'm going there. Oh, I everybody needs all the information possible so that they can be the best people in their relationship. And if it needs to be in their next relationship or even if you're in a relationship that doesn't end, you may be able to improve your relationship with your friends, your co-workers, your parents, anybody. So you need all the information. Something about you hate to say this who attracted a person that may cheat. I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna tell y'all some questions that you should ask yourself. I'm talking. I'm not saying women. I'm not saying men. I know some people gonna get upset. Women. I'm sorry. Men. You know. I, hey, you need to hear this too. So here are some questions that you need to ask yourself in case you run into trouble in your relationship. For example, if you find yourself in a relationship with a person that lies a lot, you need to ask yourself. What about me allows this person to not feel comfortable to be honest with me? That's a haymaker of a question, but you got to ask yourself that. Hold on. Talk about, talk about, talk about. <laughs> I'm writing this down. What about me? Man. Makes it difficult for this person 
to be honest with me. Gotta ask that question. Cause it's gonna help in the next one. Here's another. If you're in a relationship with a person that just cheated on you, you should ask yourself, why did this person think that I was not enough to remain loyal to me? What about me said that it was okay for you to be disloyal? You got to put the questions on yourself. If a per let's say let's say let, let's put the onus on a, a man. If you are with a woman and you find out she is crazy, you gotta ask yourself, what about my past allowed me to ignore the obvious signs? You gotta ask them questions. Maybe your mama was crazy. And you like crazy, but you need to figure that out because now you can't complain about crazy. This is what account. This is why I say you can't cheat on in relationships. Similarly, you can't. You know, there's a lot of things you can't do to make the other person a victim because first of all, you have your job to correct that situation. You made the person a victim, but also that you robbed them of the uh, the uh, the time and opportunity to make themselves accountable. Now they sitting over there, you cheated on me, you did wrong, you did this. They never know what they did. And they're going to take that same baggage to the next relationship on top of what you put on them. So now they rolling through the airport with six bags trying to check in. They charge for them extra bags. They charge for them extra bags. <laughs> <laughs> she in the worst relationship next and she flying spirit. She got to pay for every bag. <laughs> okay? So... All right, that's my rant. Hey, listen, uh, I'm here for accountability. Something goes wrong in your relationship, always try to add accountability to yourself. That's it. You add accountability to yourself, then you can control the situation. But when you point fingers, you can't control the situation. Somebody else control you. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I feel better. You feel better? I'm man. Woo. I got notes on this sheet of paper. I got to ask myself some questions. I'm going to sip my Thotterita. Oh, yes. Pineapple Margarita Limited Edition. Don't judge me. Thought juice. All right, man. So the NBA season is upon us. Everybody's asking the question, where will LeBron James go? Who? Where will LeBron James go? Where do you think he's going? I feel that LeBron James has a think tank that thinks and analyzes what's the best position for him to put up because he's going for the all-time scoring record, right? He probably going to get that. Yeah. So what's going to suit him? And then what's going to give him that line of legacy to edge out Jordan even though he loses in the finals often? Uh-uh. What is it, three and six? Three and six. But they it's have not a to. Good, not, not a good record. They had a think tank going. They were like, okay, LeBron, LeBron, listen, LeBron, if you if you go to L.A., and bring a championship to L.A., you will resurrect a legendary franchise, mm -hmm. right? Something that Jordan didn't do. You will go to three teams and win a championship. LeBron, that's something Jordan didn't do. You have to go that's to the West. One. You have to go to the West to be the GOAT. And that's what LeBron has. He has mm. a think tank. I feel like he's going to go out West, and that is the only way. And win a championship, that's the only way he is going to be able to move past Jordan on the GOAT list after mm. his last loss in the finals. So his focus probably going to be 
past Jordan. Yeah. Legacy at this point. Yes, yeah, legacy. I can see that. I'm per. I hate now, y'all know y'all. I hate when y'all put me in position to talk good about LeBron. Oh. Um, I actually think his legacy is cemented, even with the finals losses. Because I'm gonna tell you something. After a while, once he retires, you give it a few years. We're not gonna say three and six. We're gonna say three, three championships, three yeah. rings. I think his legacy is the fact that he's even in the debate with Jordan. That's your legacy. Yeah. You know, whether or not he wants to beat that or not, I don't know if he ever will. To be honest, to our parents, did Jordan ever really beat uh, Bill Russell? No. You know? I I think, like, legends, like anything, legends fade over time. That is a fact, yes. So the era that once was with our, you know, our parents' generation, our fathers, our uncles, when they talk about it, it fades out. As that, unfortunately, that generation dies out. We don't get to hear the blacktop stories about certain players. We don't get to hear, oh, I was sitting in the stands about certain players. We don't get to hear those things. Yeah, yeah. So the same thing is going to happen to Jordan. The same thing is going to happen to LeBron. Yep. But right now we're in the midst of it because this generation saw the final couple years of Jordan. Yeah. We got the YouTube. We got the chance to watch these games and watch some of these finals games. And then now we grew up watching Kobe. Did he almost get there? He's number two. And then Kobe led away to LeBron. So we got a chance to talk about it. But eventually, just like Jordan over Russell, stuff is going to fade out. And LeBron's, he's cemented as the greatest player of my generation. That's how I feel. That's a fact. That's a fact. Now, the greatest player of all the time, I'm not going to give him that, but the greatest player of my generation, hands down. Now, I feel like he has a think tank trying to see how he can pull past all the naysayers and get that GOAT status. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Um, I'm personally on the bandwagon of I don't believe that basketball holds the biggest uh, – what I, what, I, what I want to say, the emphasis on his decision, I low-key think that a lot of it is going to have to do with Savannah, his wife, yeah, and his kids. His, you know, um, he, uh, he wants to continue to train his son up. He actually wants to play with his son, which it's not that far-fetched anymore. Uh, Bronny Jr. is looking pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, I think he, what, he's 13? So five years to graduate. Plus a year of college. Can LeBron play another solid six years? Probably. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there. This is a theory, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to take Bronny Jr. out of high school, homeschool him, and he will finish high school a year early. Ooh. I wonder how that works. A year early. Because it's not an age stipulation. It's not a high school. No, it's a, it's a you got to be a year removed. Yeah, a year removed from high school. So, so if you graduate let him a year graduate early, early. He's removed a year, and uh, that takes away a year that they'll have to wait. So literally, uh, in five more seasons, they can play together. And who is going to give LeBron that much pull? What area, what team is looking for that showcase that has the fans that want to see this superstar son? LA. LA is the only market that that would suit so well, especially after the the other dad, Ball, 
yeah. you know, fiasco. They're like, man, we can really get a father, a father son aspect here that's going to work. True. I think it'll work in New York too. Yeah, yeah it'll work. It work, but only it for the be, Knicks, not Brooklyn. We're not talking about you. Uh, <laughs> a big market. Yeah, it does have to be a huge market. Um, that's interesting. Is that did you say? Let's say LeBron goes somewhere. He signs a four year deal with a fifth year option, so he can get out of the contract. Yeah. If Bronny decides to come in the NBA. Yeah. Oh, you know it's gonna be the his third travel back to Cleveland. You know where I grew up, where my son grew up. We're gonna play for the hometown. That would be a great story. Not gonna lie, I hate LeBron, but that'd be a great story. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's his think tank. You got to think like, what's gonna happen? I feel like that's gonna happen. I like um, I like LA, but if I'm LeBron, and I'm thinking. Any kind of basketball reasons. Yeah. I think LeBron understands that he needs help, but <coughs> I think LeBron, one of the helps that he's never had, I ain't going to say never, one of the helps that he's always needed really, really good was a coach. LeBron got to step down from being a coach and let a coach be a coach. So I think of the best coach in the NBA. I think there's a general respect there between the two. Kawhi wants out, but what he want out if Bron comes? They got the resources to get him. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, it could happen. Um, but I do think San Antonio is a small market, and would his wife want to move to Texas like that? I don't know. Texas don't have no taxes, though. Think about that. Yeah, that's all. That's think all about money. that. Yep. I don't know where LeBron goes. I don't know. Paul George is also up. Um, I think everybody's consensus is that he's going to L.A. I don't know. I think we all know he's not going back to uh, uh, Oklahoma yeah, okay. City. Yeah, he's not. That's that's not going to happen. He out of there. He tried it. They almost tried to make some shake, but nah. Yeah. Operation Triple Double was not like, you know, anything that he wanted to be a part of. I like Russell. Do you think people don't – do you think – People don't want to play with Russell. As far as being a point guard, I don't feel like people are amped to go because he dominates the ball. Yeah, but you can be a ball-dominant point guard as long as you got the right shooting guard with him in the backfield. Yeah, but when it comes down to it, when you the shooting guard or, you know, you one of those small fours that, that handles the ball and stuff like that, if you go there, you understand it's yeah. going to be Russell's team. Big moments are not going to come to you. Mm-hmm. That's why I feel like people, they come in and be like, man, you know, I thought it was going to be different, but it's the same way. It's the the Russell Westbrook show. And we see where it gets you. Yeah. It's going to get you a second round of the playoffs. But that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That's where the, that's where the train's gonna stop. Oh, that'd be you know that'd be. I know it never happened, but that'd be crazy if LeBron decides to go to Oklahoma City. Ooh, nah, no, 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 no. Because LeBron going to Oklahoma City would be good for Carmelo. It would be good for Carmelo. 
I think LeBron would know how to play with Russell, even though I think Russell will punk LeBron. And if you want to stick it to the person that's been sticking it to you for the last two years, uh, go there and win with the long team. Go 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 win with uh, Kevin Durant's team. See, I'll really have to. I'll be amazed if that that chemistry worked. With yeah, Russell I agree. I don't think it would. The only thing they'll really be down for is going shopping and wearing shorts. <laughs> <laughs> wearing shorts man together. bags I'm like oh what oh what you got oh I got this oh we gonna kill him tonight <laughs> you talking about the game LeBron no I'm talking about the press conference I'm like oh okay you wanna show off your outfit man. yo did you see that video when LeBron picked up his I don't know what you call that was that a was that a it wasn't a merce but it was, it was close I'm going I'm going like a uh 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 a NBA overnight bag <laughs> 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 he had a bird bag. Like, I'm gone. I'm gone. You ask me that question again, I'm gone. He had a bird bag. I'm like, come oh. on now. And he had the little walk of shame walk on. He was like, oh, can't believe that. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Do ask better. That question. Yeah. Do better. All right, so, man, to be honest, we don't know. We're just going to sit here and watch. We don't know where Kawhi is going. Are you shocked that Kawhi wants out? I am shocked. Are you? Having that coach and having that team pretty much, they was like, hey, you are the man of this team. You are who we going to build around for him to, I'm not going to say layout because I don't know the injury and what extent mm-hmm. he was injured, but for him to not play the whole season after you just came forth and said, I am the man of this legendary franchise. Yeah. And then boom, you just dropped off the face of the earth. He has a lot of years left. Now you have yeah, to wonder. Yeah, what are you, 24? Yeah, now you got to wonder, like, so is it, is it mental? Can you not get over the injury? Are you really injured bad? Mm, and they're trying to play question. it down. Like, what, your stock just dropped. It was at an all-time high. Like, people are, like, sell, sell, sell. It's just plummeting, even though he's a great quality player. <sighs> I don't know how much he's going to say his stock is plummeting. I think the only question you might have about Kawhi is, is he Kawhi without Pop? Is he the same Kawhi? I think that's the only question you have. See, the good thing with with, with San Antonio is they've always had player loyalty. Players yeah. have always – they had player loyalty. Dave, so Dave Robinson came in, left, spur. Tim Duncan came in, left, spur. Yeah. Mono Ginobili, Tim uh, – I meant not Tim Parker. <laughs> Tony Parker. Yeah. And, and there's more. There's more of them. Um, guys come into the Spurs organization, they don't leave unless something happens. Unless they don't get along with Pop. Yeah, that too. Which yeah. reminds me, Marcus Aldridge might not be there too much longer. Um, I don't know, man. Um, that's. I mean, loyalty, that brings up an interesting thought. Yeah. Do you think it's good for a player to have loyalty to a team? I mean, it worked out for Tim Duncan. Even though people don't realize Tim Duncan was very close to leaving and going to Orlando to play with uh, Tim Hardaway. I meant, not Tim Hardaway. McGrady. Oh, yeah, T-Mac. He was going to go play with T-Mac and Grant Hill. People don't know that. But they always deemed Tim Duncan the super loyal. Yeah. Super loyal almost left. Yeah, that would have been nasty. Mm Mm-hmm. Can a player be too loyal to a team? Yes. 
Ooh, give me a reason. Give me an example. Because right now, I like loyal players. I, I like think. loyal players too, but you want to make sure it's, it's it's a business, and that's what a lot of players lose sight of. Because what happened to um, Isaiah Thomas, right? He played right after his sister died. He oh, gave yeah. him everything. Danny Ainge. That sucks. He, he's a mastermind. True. I give him that. But where was the loyalty? Where was the look? My that was bad. sister died this day. I'm going to come and win a playoff game for you, my city. Shipped out. That's when you can be overly loyal. If you don't understand and see this as a business, players can get caught up into the loyalty, 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 and then they swept away. And a lot of players, after they they get pretty much broken like that, they can't really find their love of the game, and they kind of just teeter off if there mm. was that like really super loyal player. So you got to watch it. You want to be loyal to a team because that gives you a great spirit and you want to have that home field advantage. Right. You go to the court and you uh-huh. know this I see is what where you I'm did at. There. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's why I had you on the podcast. I, I seen you check like oh, I, the plug. Mm-hmm. But you got to understand that there's a benefit to connecting with the fans. Yeah, it is. It is. Underline, I am a brand, especially if you're a superstar. See, oh, that's a good point. I don't think players. I think players know it's a business. Yeah. I don't think players realize I am a brand. And if you view yourself as a brand, you'll be a little less loyal to a team. Yeah, you'll be just loyal to yourself. Um, I think of Carmelo Anthony. Ooh, loyalty didn't exactly fit him. No matter what anybody says, man, y'all can keep all that little slander and stuff from me, man. If y'all can talk all this good stuff about LeBron, I can talk all the good stuff about Carmelo. Carmelo was one of the most offensively complete players I had seen in years, umpteen years. Yeah. That was a player that could do everything on that court, everything. And I was shocked when he signed that extra contract in, in New York. I was. I thought he was going to Chicago. He didn't. Re-up with, with New York. That's what New York fans wanted. Yeah. Hey, look, he loyal to us. Where has what did Lloyd to get him? Nothing. Nothing. Booted out. <laughs> yeah, Carmelo's gonna be he's gonna go down in that like that Charles Barkley, Isaiah Thomas type range where you great players that didn't get a ring. Yeah. But I mean Charles wasn't loyal at all. <laughs> no, he wasn't. But I mean Charles was like, I switched teams. Cause he was chasing some some after you get a you gotta got chase to it. Yeah, he, he got to a certain age. He had to chase it. I guess I can look at players like John Stockton. Yeah. John Stockton really is one of the best point guys I've ever seen play in my life. And he doesn't get that recognition because he stayed loyal. Never won a ring with Utah. That's 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 tough. But at the same time, I also, I'm gonna be honest, I respect player loyalty. I like when a player stays loyal to a team. But I also know that that might not be the best thing for him. Yeah. And, and the only reason that is because I don't think teams have loyalty. Eh? They don't. I don't. Question. Do you think that teams should have more loyalty to players or should players have more loyalty to teams? Teams have more should have more loyalty to the players. Right. So if the team has more loyalty to the player, then the player would in turn have more loyalty yeah. to them. If the, hmm. if the team say, hey, I'm going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch your back. I got you when you were a young man. I'm going to help you transition into a man. 
and then I'm going to let you retire on a high note. Right? The Kobe treatment. I'm going to take you through these steps because a lot of these players that come into the league, they're young men. Yeah, They never yeah, got yeah. this money before. They never had this fame, this stardom. They never seen this much attention. And the teams need to be aware of that. Hey, I'm going to take you under my wing. I'm going to do this. And a lot of teams do it, right? Hey, I'm yeah. going to be a father figure. Come in, hug you. You know what I mean? Okay, I want to make sure you're okay. Uh, you didn't get a double-double last three games. Bye. Then they just shot like, oh, my, my dad just kicked me out. And then, you know, they they have – that's why a lot of players, they end up broke after they leave the league, whatever league it is. Yeah, it trickles down. Because they don't know how to handle money. They got all these teams that pretty much just got them, chewed them up, spit them out. You figure it out. That's why team loyalty is so important because you're dealing with folks' lives and their mental state after they gave you the best years and gave the fans the best mm. years of their life. Then some of them out there, you know, homeless, disabled, not getting their union team pension. Like they, the teams do players dirty more than the players do teams dirty. Ooh. You know what? I think I'll agree with that. Yeah. I think I'll definitely agree with that. And I guess that's why um, we look at the NBA so differently is because it, it's changing in the NBA. In the NBA, they, the players are taking more control of their destiny and their and their um, lives, which makes sense. And that's a lot because, you know, some of these players like LeBron, they, they're giving up that super max deal. Yeah. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. For the player options. Oh. Yeah, to to say I'm gonna get my money on, on the couple. I'm, I'm gonna buy a couple of restaurants. I'm gonna get a couple of uh, endorsements. We'll be straight. Yeah, I backfill that. Yeah, interesting. Now I will think that when you're saying team loyalty, I think of a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Steelers are known for loyalty, like especially to head coaches. Like they they don't fire the head coaches. They uh-huh. just don't. Rape Man. allegations. They don't get rid of the quarterback. Oh. Oh Lord! Oh Lord! <laughs> this is true. Yeah. This is this is true. Yeah, so I look at Pittsburgh, man. Like Mike Tomlin been there for years, man. Uh, Bill Cowher was there for years. Yeah, it, it goes on down the line. They have a they have a reputation to be loyal to to their to their players, and I think I think that reputation helps them. Yeah, because players are more loyal to them. They don't want to go nowhere. Yeah, look at Shazier. He's like, I'm trying to come back yeah, to the Brian Golden Boy. Boy, you need to sit down. It's for real. I ain't even yeah. talk, I ain't even talking as a rival. Boy, you need you need chill. That was yeah. ugly. Yeah. Like you're looking to come away with your life. But he's trying to come back, and that's that's one thing. And he wants you, to play for them. Yeah, them. Yeah. That's one thing you you enjoy. A fan a fan will enjoy that because mm. you actually see the passion and you can get behind that. Sometimes you see the Supermax deals and stuff like that. You really can't get behind it. But money aside, you see the passion and you from that city. You can see why people get excited. You can see why people will get into arguments about, oh, you're not going to talk about my team. My Mm. team. I was there. We won. People putting themselves right in the middle of it when the passion's right and when the loyalty is on point. Yeah, but I think of players like Joe Johnson. Why you got to do that? 
<laughs> why? Why? We were good, Mike. We were good. Oh, okay. And as soon as we got a chance to rid ourselves of that contract, boy, he was gone. He was super gone. Gone with you. That's what made uh, what was that GM's name? The, the 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 one that helped us that much, and and we had to boot him out for no reason at all. Go no ahead. reason at all. Because oh. he he had us with four offline. I can't think of his name right why now. Why am I not remembering his name? Oh Jesus! Why can't I remember his name? Anyway, but you know what I'm saying. Joe Johnson, he stuck around with Atlanta. A lot of people don't know Joe Johnson had an opportunity to play with LeBron. It was gonna be LeBron. Uh, Dwayne Wade and Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson immediately re- read up because he gonna take the money. Yeah, read up with Atlanta. LeBron said no problem We're going to Chris Bosh. Wow, simple. That's how that happened. That's how that happened. And you know Atlanta suffered for years for that. Joe Johnson took that L. Oh my God. Years. Um. So. I, get, I mean, I guess I see what you're saying. It's like, yeah, if teams had more loyalty, then players would be more loyal. But at the same time, I don't even know if that's necessarily true because you got some players, they're not going to be loyal at all. They're going to be loyal to themselves. Yeah. I don't even know if I can blame them. Like, I look at somebody like Darrell Reeves. Darrell Reeves came in there and was like, I'm going to be loyal to myself. And he built a career off of it. Yeah. And produced everywhere and signed a bunch of one-year deals and was like, you know, I want to be able to control where I go. And he did that. Yeah. That pay-for-play, that that uh, that football thought right there. He's like, hey, you got what I need? All right, cool. I'll play for you for a year. But he produced. And that's what you have to understand. Some people, it's a business to them. Right? You enjoy what they do. They're at a top level. It's a business. You want some of them players to actually settle in so you can get to enjoy them more, but you have to say, okay, cool, you figuring it as a business. But when you, oh, Danny Ferry, that's his name, Danny Ferry. Yeah. All right, go ahead. When you uh got players, like, oh, I want to bring this home to the city and stuff like that. You want to believe them. You want them to, okay, stay here. We're going to build around you, or you're going to add to the chemistry that you have to bring a championship to the city because mm-hmm. that's what the fans really want to hear. And so that loyalty from the team, like taking those players and like this is these are the type of players that we're drafting because this is the type of like mindset and atmosphere that we're trying to create for our fans, for yeah. our city. Then that's what's really that's when you have those great fan bases. True. Those great legendary teams. True. I'm gonna get the fans in a minute. Yeah. I, I'm gonna want to piggyback off that. But question what does team loyalty look like? And what does player loyalty look like? Because I'm thinking team loyalty. You mentioned something. You said, I'm going to get the players around you. Yeah. That looks like team loyalty. So I always think of people like, you know, Derek Carr. Not Derek Carr. His brother. What's his brother's name? I can't think of Derek Carr's uh, brother's name. Why is my mind bad? It's oh, probably his pineapple reader. Yeah. You got uh, Derek Carr and. <sighs> anyway, the Carr brother yeah. from Houston. They did not have team loyalty. They would not give this man an offensive line. He got his tail whooped. He was shell-shocked. He was out of the league. Little do people know, I know it's funny to talk about him 
and say, oh, he was a bad quarterback. He really wasn't. No. He was super talented. He just got the brakes beat off him for like five years straight. He was shell-shocked by the time he left that team. Yeah. He was done. And, and so I asked, again, what does the team loyalty look like? Because you can't be stupid as a team. You can't be. You can't do whatever. But you have to build. I hate, I hate, I hate. I feel like team loyalty is really buying into the atmosphere and the system. I know there's a better word for me to use. The system that the team is trying to create. Right? Yeah. Hey, it's, it's not about you is about the team, right? But is that team loyalty if I say it's not about you, it's about the team? Well, I mean, when if you get enough people to buy in and they understand it and it works, like when you think of the Patriots, that system is like, hey, yeah. everybody, no matter if you are the last pick of the draft, mm-hmm. or first pick of the draft, we're going to dig in, we're going to play hard, we're going to do this, we're going to do it the Patriots way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're going if you here and you you win it, a hundred percent. We gonna take care of you. We want you to stay. If you not, you gone. Mm-hmm. And those are the kind of rules that you can kind of set your clock to. Hey, I got practice. We got this. We got that. If I dig in, I don't care if this is a first round pick. I'm gonna play before him, and I was undrafted. I don't care. Mm, if it's, I get what so you're saying. You give the players something to really work for, and that creates an atmosphere of. You know, it's all about the win. It's all about us achieving greatness together for this city. And then people, bro, that's infectious. People buy into that. Like, man, you know, hey, how did you get signed on to the Patriots? Man, I walked on. You know, I came from the practice squad. but yeah. I, I balled out. And he's on the field. And you think to other people, like, oh, why did this, you know, second pick in the draft not go nowhere with the pace. Well, he didn't buy in mm-hmm. to the team aspect and stuff, and he's gone. And people will see that, and they'll start to get in line with how the team operates. Same thing with the Spurs. The Spurs. Spurs, yeah. I have a system. If you play for me and you play my way, we will be great as a team. And people buy into that because the fans buy into that because it has a line of actual success. Mm. I'm glad you said that because that uh, <clears throat> I still want to stick on that. Yeah. But – a good point is Coach Bud, who was former Atlanta Hawk, current Milwaukee Buck head coach. Oh, my God. He's going to destroy the league over there. Um, I ain't going to say destroy the league, but Jesus, he got a superstar. I don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. Um, but Coach Bud came from the Spurs, and I saw that loyalty. What people saw in disloyalty in the Hawks, it really wasn't. So with players like Damari Carroll, who came here from nothing, yeah, made a name for himself. The Hawks allowed him to go and said, look, we can't pay you what you can make out there, so we're going to let you go. When they went to Jeff T, they said, Jeff T, where do you want to go? Yeah. He said, Pacers. They shipped them to the Pacers. I look at that like that's team loyalty. But that's hard to know because you're not behind those closed doors. Yeah. All you see from the outside looking in, they just shipped off a player. You know, I, I remember the day that, the Hawks decided we gonna trade away Dominique Wilkins for Danny Manning. Ugh! Can we just say the Hawks front office <laughs> makes bad decisions? Is this true? Is this true? So, 
again, just going back, I just say all that to say sometimes team loyalty, team disloyalty isn't really disloyalty. It's actually loyalty yeah. to a player, especially when you're looking after them, that player. Um, you know, I, I think it's disloyal for a team to ask for a player to take a hometown discount. Why, why ask him to take a hometown discount? You know yeah. what he can make, especially when they are uh, not a top tier player. They like a middle of the road. Like I guess if you're on the Atlanta Hawks, um, you know you 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 go at, from the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, yeah we're gonna scrap the Atlanta Hawks. Let's go to another team. Let's go to another team. Okay, go to State Warriors. Yeah. Do I go to Draymond and say, "Hey, Draymond, I need you to take a hometown discount so we can sign everybody"? I think that's disloyal. Don't ask me that. I can go to another team get a, get a contract. Don't ask me to take hometown. That's me. Yeah. I don't know how you think about it, but I, I mean, if I'm Draymond, like, hey, Draymond, it's the way they pitch it to him. We want, we want to give you this, but to keep this, we can't. So just see what you can, like, hey. So we, you pimping him? Yeah. You pimp talking him? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's pimp talk. <laughs> I would like to say finesse. You know, just what you what you gonna do, Draymond? We need you to. Take a little less to keep the team chemistry together, you know, for the city. You know, it might be finessing, but sometimes, I don't want to quote this wrong. Sometimes it's, it's, how, it's not how you do it. It's, it's about the end goal. I think I'm got, there's a quote somewhere in there. Let me sip my pineapple like reader. I might you know, get, it's, I think it's I somewhere it. like that. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not about the means. It's about the outcome, not yeah. what you take, what what it takes to happen. You know, as long as you get it done. So, yeah, I, I guess I get it. Yeah, yeah. So, so I get, before we get off this, I will say, it, loyalty has been the topic of discussion in the NBA for a long time. Again, as we said earlier, it's because players, they they are taking their own livelihoods in their hands. Yeah. I don't have no problem with that. No. I really don't have a problem with that. Um, do I think some of it's kind of whack? Yeah. Did I think it was whack that Kevin Durant went to the team to just beat his team? Yeah. Did I think it was whack that LeBron James put on a new special to go to Miami? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, that's his decision. You are a unrestricted free agent. You yeah. Do what you want to do. Um, but we know it's a it's a discussion about the NBA, but which sport has the best player loyalty? We know it ain't the NBA. That's nah. <laughs> nah. we know it ain't the NBA. It's not the NBA. The MLB. Oh, Sha- nah, people. Shaquille O'Neal got traded. Yeah. So it definitely ain't the NBA. The only reason, like, you know, I'm not a I don't really deal with Kobe, you know what I mean? The Lakers have a bunch of snitches. Yeah, uh, that's a fact. Yep. That's a fact. So yeah, which which team which team? Okay, so I mean which uh, pro sport? sport? I'll say soccer. Soccer definitely has the best loyalty. So all around, from, yeah, players, fans, cities, you rock with the team that you was born to rock with. Yep, players get to a team and this is who I play for, and they embody the whole culture of cities. Mm-hmm. And like this is who I play for, and it just it's sad that over here in the United States we don't really get down with that. I'm so glad Atlanta actually has 
a soccer team because we've been selling out the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Man, I'm talking about the Falcons have – the Falcons, no matter what you say about the 28-3 jokes, they have been solid contenders for the last few years since Dan Quinn has got here. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and have been a few times under Mike Smith. Uh, the Braves won what thirteen straight yeah. division titles yeah, and one World Series. None of them get the fanfare that the Atlanta United yeah. gets. It is crazy. If y'all ever come to Atlanta during the Atlanta United game, you will see that red, black, and gold everywhere. Everywhere, and it's just great. Just just see what I guess the whole world has been acknowledging and mm-hmm. loving for a long time. So I. Soccer, hands down, has team loyalty. I'm not sure what foundation or why it's like that, but that's how it is mm. in my viewpoint. And no other league is close. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't think so either. I would say baseball, but it really ain't baseball. Like baseball, baseball, the players have always been for self. Yeah. Always. If anything, the, the teams get shafted. And guaranteed contracts. Hey, man. Hey, man. Ugh. But, they, but I feel like baseball is all about winning championships. I know they try yes. to keep some hometown love, but when you're pushing to the postseason and your pitcher, your reliever ain't really cutting it, you, hey, I have 14 days to the – what you know can what? I That's get true. now That's true. to win now? Mm-hmm. They have that win now mentality. And if you have that, then you're really being like, you know, I, you're not being loyal to the players, but you're being loyal to the city that you're playing for. Mm-hmm. We have a chance now. I know you love such and such, but we win now. That's the mentality for all baseball. And with that, I understand why there's so many moves – like the baseball trade deadline, I don't follow baseball too much. I'm a Braves fan. I follow the Braves. I follow the the National League East that we're right. in. I follow those teams just to see where we're at. But that trade deadline, oh, I put my Braves app on go because I love. Yeah. Do-do-do-do. My phone doesn't feel as dry yeah. during the, the MLB That's true. deadline. I think, I think the only thing with baseball is you don't – there's not a whole lot of name movement. You yeah. get a lot of, we traded your favorite player for two pitcher prospects that we will not name right now. You're like, who, who, who? I never heard of this guy. He's from yeah. Nicaragua. I don't even know. You know what I'm saying? But I, I do get it. No, I, I totally agree. I do think soccer, it's been shown with the Atlanta United. Um, Man, to be honest, I'm going to be honest, you know, Atlanta don't have a great reputation. For being loyal to teams. We just don't. And to see it with the Atlanta United, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, they pack out. There's no rival uh, jerseys, maybe a couple. And ain't like when you go to a Falcons game and you see, like, the, the I'm telling you, the Falcons can go play the Cincinnati Bengals, and there will be 25% Cincinnati Bengals jerseys in there. And then you're going to get another 5% Cowboy jerseys. And then, and then two more Saints jerseys. Like it's weird. You know, and the bad thing is when you follow. If you if you're not saying any type of soccer is name. If you follow into the car, they're gonna have Georgia license plates on their car. Oh. So let's talk about this because that irks me. 
Um, you're from Atlanta. I'm from Atlanta. I'm from Atlanta. You from East Atlanta, right? Yeah, East Atlanta. I'm from South Atlanta. Like <laughs> from East Point. Um, ten ten. Um, but it burns me up to see a player from I mean a fan from Atlanta root for another team. But that's normal here. And why? Why is it normal here? So many. Why is it okay? It's not okay in Pittsburgh. It's you can't not. Do that. It's not. It's so many transplants here. It's so many trans. I'll go somewhere, start talking. Where are you from? Oh, I'm in Atlanta. I'm from Atlanta. Oh, you one of the rare <laughs> ones in your own city. In your own city. In yeah, your that's own a fact. city. And that's you, a fact. you hear that all the time. So people that's been here. So where were you born? Oh man, I'm born in New York. When did you move down here? When I was six months old. You're from Atlanta. You're from Atlanta. You're from Atlanta. Giants fan. I'm a Giants fan. I'm a hard time. Have you even been to Giant Stadium? <laughs> no, I'm with my family. Like, that's what we get down here. We have a lot of people that were raised. They may have been born in different places, but were raised here in Atlanta. And mm. they still follow their parents' hometown team because that's what's conducive to them. That's what they grew up seeing. Yeah. So that's why we have such an issue here. And that's what you said. When you love the United, it doesn't matter where you're from. We finally got a soccer team, and I guess soccer trumps hometown borders. But I went to a, I was in Atlanta the Christmas of 2016, and we were playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? Cool. That's we're one of them teams. Why we playing the Pittsburgh Steelers? <laughs> I am walking out of Gladys Knight's Chicken and Waffles, and all you see. Is terrible tile flag everywhere, and I'm like, I'm sitting up here mad because you can't really do nothing. You see one person from Atlanta in a Falcons jersey in Atlanta, right there by the Fox, mm-hmm. getting heckled in his own city by a bunch of transplants. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's like, like really, I wanted to fight. Like, I'm gonna be a hundred percent off. I just want to fight. Yeah, it triggers you. Yeah, but they was on Harley Davidson and they looked like they had chains and stuff. And I, I wasn't trying to get beat up <laughs> at that point in time, but I wanted to fight. I really did. And that's what bothers me so much is the hometown loyalty gets trumped by the place that you're at now, and you haven't even been back home in ten years. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't know what it is. Yes, it's a transplant, um, but you also got the 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 Atlanta born who they just root for. Like for example, like my boy Joe. Okay, so my homeboy Joe, we had season tickets this year. We uh, went to every Falcons game. We played the Green Bay Packers. It was all kind of Packer jerseys in there. So my homeboy Joe goes to one dude that was talking smack, mind you, and Roger got the break beat off him in that game. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, I don't even know the last time that Green Bay Packers have beat the Falcons. It's been a long time. Just want to throw that out there. But there was a guy in front of us. My boy Joe said, hey, man, you probably ain't never been to Wisconsin. He was like, I'm from Gwinnett. Oh, <laughs> what? What? So you're not even – I don't, I don't get it, but they, I do know what part of the issue is in the NFL, in the NBA, those two especially, they promote players. 
they promote stars. And if you like a star, you will go root for that team. Yeah. People are more loyal to a star than they are a team. I don't know many Cleveland uh, Cavalier fans. I know a lot of LeBron fans. Yeah. That's just fact. I don't know a lot of um, uh, Green Bay Packer fans. I sure know a lot of Aaron Rodgers fans. Yeah. So, you know, that bothers me too, is the fans that's from here. Like, you born here. Yeah. You know, uh, when I was young, first jersey and helmet my dad ever gave me was the Dallas Cowboy. I get it. Uh, um, Whatever. I ain't argue. It was a it was an actual helmet. I yeah. was like, yeah. But once I got of age, hey man, I'm Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Braves. Atlanta Hawks. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. What I'm, I'm, here. Yeah. I'm, I'm Atlanta Thrashers. Yeah. I'm 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 all Atlanta. So I don't get I don't know where does that come from? Like, is it is it just because you know, they claim that Atlanta is a miserable sports city. Because they've come close to a lot of championships and have not won. Does that have an effect? Does that, that make people just want to be like, I can't do it? Okay, so I have broke up with Atlanta teams on multiple occasions. <laughs> and like no. a uh, a sad girlfriend or boyfriend, I, I came back. And it's, it's, that's the love you have. You you want them to do well. Yeah, because we you want, want them to we, do well. We you want, want a parade them. on Peace Street. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of Fans, Atlanta's known for a party city, right? We're party, we're up, up, upbeat city and stuff like that. Just enough to be competitive has become the norm and acceptable. The, all the time that the mm. Braves won the pennant. Well, we won the pennant. We, we were the best team in the NL, NL East. We okay with that. We okay with that. We don't have to really push for a championship, but we're such a big market, that wouldn't go with any other big market. That wouldn't go for LA. That wouldn't go for New York. That wouldn't go for some of these big market leagues and places that Atlanta's actually now up against. Yeah. Those teams... Well, I don't know about New York. New York... Yeah, they up there. New York fans talk all kinds of trash which they won three games in a row. Go ahead. <laughs> but that's what we need to get to. Those teams require championships as part of their fan situation. We will go up there and boo our home team for losing because we demand championships. Yeah. The same way in other cities, L.A., the same way. We demand championships, Boston. We demand championships. You mess up, I don't care if we're up 14 to 0 and you bobble on a fourth down, we're they booing. Will, they will boo, yeah. Because we demand championships. Until Atlanta gets to that point, which we'll never get to because – our blood ain't that pure, you know? Boston, you you go up there to Boston and you know what you yep. get into. My car keys, my khakis, you know, you got that deep draw up there. New York, you know what fans you getting into. Even Philadelphia Eagle fans, you know, you better come with your knuckles, a pistol in the car, <laughs> and a chain because you're going to get into a fight. Hey, side note that. to my Philly fans, my Philly people, we know a lot of people in Philly now. Yeah. Hey, man, I really want to come up there. Um, for the opening game, but I'm telling you, I don't have time to go to jail. Yeah. I will fight. Yeah, yeah. You throw a battery or open. Uh, uh, what they were throwing? Like beer cans, beer cans, rocks. Yeah. You throw a beer can at me, see what happens. Somebody got to get the KO. 
Somebody. But they did it to the sweet city of, you know, Minneapolis. Just you know what I mean? whatever. Come over here. See, you don't throw stuff at the place that house Prince. Savages. They need to bathe themselves in the lake of Minnetonka. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they got to do. So, yeah, um, I don't know what can change it. Um, it was fun, like, during that, that Falcons run when they tried to make the playoffs and then they ran through the, the uh, playoffs and got to the Super Bowl. Like, that felt good, man, yeah. in the city, man. The city was like – the. it was like – sometimes I believe that there are, there are actually more fans – but we're like, <laughs> like you ever watch a little Pixar television show where like the big bad wolf is like out, so everybody hides, and then when he's gone, everybody slowly comes out the yeah, woodwork. Yeah, they like crawl out of the bushes. Like that's what happens with Atlanta. When we was going to the Super Bowl, it was like, is it okay? It was like I was looking at people like, you got a jersey? Yeah. Wait, you got a flag? Come here, come here. Is it okay? We've been hurt so much. We've been oh, hurt true. so much. True. So again, I ask: Is Atlanta a miserable sports city? As I have far to ask as that. as far as outcome, I'm going to be a hundred percent honest and say: As far as outcome, we have been hurt. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we've been we've been axed to the prom. We've got dressed up. We're waiting outside for the limo to come, and they never come. And we see the person that invited us on Snapchat. Having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how that's how some Atlanta sports feel that like. Is how it the feels. Braves. I was I grew up watching the Braves. We watched the Braves religiously. To this day, I mute the TV and I listen to nine like nine forty the fan mm-hmm. because the 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 sportscaster on Fox are biased against the Braves. Yeah, yeah. You know, Absolutely. I can't watch that. Yeah. I'm gonna mute the television. I'm gonna turn on the radio, and that's how we watch the Braves game. But you talking about for 13 years, you watch them sweep the the regular season, get into the playoff, lose to the Yankees. That's why I don't like New Yorkers. We lose to the Mets. <laughs> I definitely lose hate to the, the Yankees. I definitely hated the Yankees Man, and the Mets. Man, you understand? It was just it was disheartening to a point to where you be like, "Man, is it even worth it?" And then the next season roll around. And you're rooting again because you love your city, you love yeah. your team. That's true because um, for Atlanta Falcons games, very rarely do I enjoy watching the commentary. Yeah, ever, even in the Super Bowl, like that was that was nauseating. Um, even when we was up twenty eight three, like they were still like, "Oh my God, the Pacers, the Patriots are playing so bad." I was like, "What?" And that's why I turn on West Durham. West Durham is like born and bred Atlanta blood yes. through and through. Like you got to listen to him. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, I do think that we are a bit of a miserable sports city. We just had too many nasty little heartbreaks, like yeah. bad ones. I mean, even I don't consider this Atlanta sports, but the Georgia Bulldogs, who a lot of us root for, man, that last one was – it was just heartbreaking. Like, Man. Georgia football, the last couple of years, just has been heartbreaking. Bruh. And it's always at the hands of the dang. Like, Roll Tide makes me want to throw up. And it'd be Atlanta, it'd be people from Georgia just be like, Roll Tide. I'm like, shut up. You're not even from Alabama. You won't even go there at night. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Am I lying? Am I lying? I have oh, Anglo-Saxon friends that will protect me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you think. <laughs> That's what you think. Um, yeah. So I don't know, man. I, I do think Atlanta fans are a little, a little fickle, but they have shown that if you give them something to root for, they will come out the woodwork. Yes, that's true. Remember that sixty-win Hawks team? Oh, yeah. they was out. Yeah. Oh man, it was all kind of jerseys out. Josh Smith jerseys was out. Everybody jerseys. It just had jerseys everywhere. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is great. Then, then we lost. Got swept by by LeBron and shipped them out. We all disappeared. Yep, shipped them out. We all disappeared. Like I remember after the the day after. I don't know. You can tell me what you did, but the day after the Super Bowl loss, first of all, I don't know if y'all know, it rained for like three days after that. It was almost like God cried for us. It was bad. And it was like all this like leftover Atlanta Falcons flags and stuff just flapping by itself. Like it was nobody. It was was empty. The streets was empty. Like it was, it was the saddest city I had seen in years since Freaknik went away. (laughs) Man, it was so sad. I called out of work at halftime. Hey, I am about to burn this city down. (laughs) See you on Tuesday. Boop. A minute to go in the fourth quarter. I am about to go and cry. (laughs) I will see you on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Called a couple of people, got with my contacts for some of the people that I work with. Oh yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, we outside of Atlanta. Oh, um, I'm sorry. No, ma'am, um, everything's fine. We just waiting for that order. Yeah, but I'm I'm sorry for the Super Bowl loss. Oh when people were apologizing yeah, I got that from too. different areas, you knew it was a it was a hard time. I'm still getting out of the funk of the, the yeah. Falcons depression. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. I had two Giants fans here watching the game with me. And they were just about to be like, yes, I'm going to root for these, this, this Falcons team. And then it just, everybody just left. It's just like, whatever. So I, in a way, sometimes I get it. I get I get the Falcons fan that just like I'm not a glutton for punishment. I mean, if you're a Falcons, if you're an Atlanta person and you root for somebody from uh and you root for the New Orleans Saints and you're not from there, don't talk to me. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Period. Period. If you are a Braves or you from Atlanta, and you root for the Yankees or the Mets, and you're not from there, I don't care. Now, that's what's some fan loyalty for yeah, you. Yeah. Don't come around here in no Saints jersey, and you was born in uh, next to the Cab Flea Market. Yeah. No. Oh, no. I just love the city. Man, I hope everything bad, non-lethal happened to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel. Like, you can't. You're not helping out where you're from. Facts. You're not helping out where you from. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> like continually, every time you wake up in the morning, I need you to stub your big toe and your pinky toe at the same time on different feet. <laughs> now, I ain't got problems with like my people's like um, my homeboy Kendall. He's a Saints fan. I ain't got no issue with you. Yeah. Uh, my homeboy Chris, 
He's a Yankee fan. I ain't got no problem with you. You from up there. But like the ones that's born here and you root for a rival of all. Yeah. Man, knock it off. Yeah, why? False claim for no reason. Then get mad when I go hard uh, talking about you. Pause. Uh, yeah, uh, it, that's what it is. Yeah, you come around me wearing a Drew Brees jersey, and you're going to get all kind of jokes about how he has cancer on the face and he's going to die soon. So if you don't want to hear them jokes, all right. If you don't want to get hurt, can Katrina jokes, you know what I'm saying? Stay away from me. Please. Stay away from me. Not the not the Louisiana fans. I want to make that clear. The Louisiana, Louisiana people, I get it. That's your city. Yeah. My homeboy Phil, I get it. Homegirl Aaron, I get it. But if you're from Atlanta, nah, you're going to get all these bad jokes, yep. like the ruthless ones. I'm not I'm not cutting no short. If you're from Grady, you were born in Crawford Law. If you were born in any of these hospitals, Facts. Grady Baby, Grady Baby, Glenwood Day, Ellenwood Day, I'm from this side, zone this, zone that, and you are rooting for another team that's not your whole team, you deserve everything that bad happens. I hope you get hit by a car and don't die. Simple. Simple. How's that for Atlanta uh, fan fandom? How's that? Um, all right, man, to end the podcast, we always do a man law violation segment where we like to hold men accountable. We like to be very straightforward and honest, man. Um, today's man law violation has to deal with Jill Scott. Jill Scott is getting a divorce. Now, you heard this before, but, yeah, she's getting a divorce again. Now, her husband is upset or her. Is it ex-husband? I don't know if they divorced yet. A strange husband. A strange, Let's say that. Okay, yeah. So her estranged husband is upset because Jill Scott is refusing to give up a copy of Prince's Purple Rain. It doesn't say if that's a CD or an album or, or, or record. Also, they're not giving up some uh some other personal items like some robes, uh a DeWalt laser level. <laughs> and an extended shoe horn mm. and a massage table. Yeah. Uh, that's some of the stuff that he cannot get because she's changed the locks and she won't allow him to get that stuff. Is it against man law to ask for your stuff after a breakup? Questions that need answers. Against man law to ask for your stuff after a breakup? No, depending on what it is, right? You okay. You ain't keeping my dog. You ain't keeping some big stuff. But I'm not going to act for no hotel robes in a DeWalt laser level. Because obviously, if I was DYI, I should have been trying to fix my relationship. (laughs) 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 I'm trying to do that. He said, if it's do it yourself, do it to fix your relationship. Uh, I disagree. That DeWalt laser level is pretty expensive. I have tools. I don't want to replace tools. But (laughs) go ahead. Get that one back. And I definitely ain't. Look, okay. So I think I agree with you. I don't think it's against man law. Um, it does depend on what it is. I don't care about no robes. Um, the shoehorn. Now I'm. I'm be honest. I love my shoehorn, but not. What are you doing with a shoehorn? What are you doing with my shoehorn? Is it another dude finna use my shoehorn? Get my shoehorn back. What do you? What do you need my shoehorn for? The robes I get The massage table I get I kind of get the the laser level You probably want to You know make a bookshelf or something I get it Uh, But my shoe horn What you need my shoe horn for What you What why 
Why? Give me my shoehorn. And give me my Prince uh, Purple Rain album. Period. I, yes, I know I can go buy another one. Give me, well, give me my Purple Rain album. I want that one. So I mean, if you ask, and then how you going about asking for it? Like, if you asking for it, how you going about asking for it? What you asking for? That's my main thing. If you going around like you know he's going, I don't think he he went through the court, so I had no problem with that. But don't be going to the media. Don't be sending out IG stuff. Like, oh, I need you to give me this back. Da da da. Mm-hmm. Like you know, go through it one way. Leave it alone. I need this back. The court going to handle it. Leave it alone. I respect it. If you're yeah. trying to be extra messy and try to do some extra stuff, that's a violation. That's a violation, especially Agreed. for some of the the petty stuff you asking for. Yeah, you can't be too petty. I guess that's when the, when the man law violation kicks in. Yeah. According to Section 8.257-A, you cannot be overly petty as a man. That is feminine traits, and yeah. it is against man law. Man law. I agree. Uh, I do not think it's petty to ask for your Purple Rain CD. That's Purple Rain. That's a classic album. All right? Period. That's like me asking for uh, Speaker Boss Love Below CD. That's mine. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Give it to me. Um. I'm I'm not I don't think it's petty to ask for an, a shoehorn. I use that. And it's not a regular shoehorn, it's an extended one. Mind you, I have an extended shoehorn. It changed my life. See, now I gotta get one. Listen, you ever and you you a big guy like me. Yeah. You put your shoes on, you start to get that little crease in the back of your in the back of your shoe. Yeah. Cause it bends a little bit before it's, before your feet slide you in. Ankle in yeah. You get your shoehorn, it never does that. Put that shoehorn in there, swoop. Put your shoe on. It's easy. You ain't gotta do the put it on the ground and then Just swivel like your foot. Nah. Oh. You get an extended shoehorn. I have one. I done had a bunch of regular ones. Didn't like them. Got an extended one. Loved it. So I get them wanting that. Everything else kind of petty. Even at the Walt Laser level, like if you're not watching uh HGTV, give me my laser level. What do you need it for? Let me get my. Now, see, the question is so he asked for $500,000 in the settlement. He didn't get it. Yeah. He asked for like half of the marital assets. I don't think he got it. He got some money. This stuff I'm asking you for is small. Why don't you give it to me? There's something else. There's something else. There's something else. But then the one thing it said in the article pestering. He has been pestering her. Hey, give, give it up. You don't need to pester. Take take what you got. I'm sorry. Whatever happened, because reading the article, whatever happened, where well, you got kicked out, or sh- the door got locked, take your money, buy your DeWalt labor, steal your hotel rolls back, mm. and get you another extended shoe horn, chalk one up to the game. Because now, you know, somebody else is hitting the high score with Jill Scott. Oh, yeah, because if I see a man come out that house, I'm gonna be like, "How do you get a shoe on? <laughs> How? How? He better have used his finger, or he better have some slides on. You better check it for creases. <laughs> Ain't no creases in your shoes, Playboy. <laughs> How you ain't get no creases in your shoes? <laughs> you wind up just stepping on the shoes. Stepping on. Let me ask you a question. If there's a breakup, just throwing this out there. Yeah. Women, y'all let me what you how you feel too, even though this man law violates segment. 
There's a breakup. Is it okay to ask for the ring back? The ring. I ain't talking about laws. I don't care about laws and rules on the California law. I'm saying, is it okay for a man to say, hey man, give me the ring back? Oh yeah, the ring. Yeah, I'm getting the ring back. <laughs> getting the ring back. I'm with you on that. Getting the ring back. This is for a this is starting a contract. I asked you, marriage, uh, that's null and board. That's my ring. I gave it to you. It's not a gift. What do you want it for? Thank you. What do you want it for? Just to have it? The bonnet? Nah. 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 Yeah, nah. You ain't having no girls weekend on that. Nah. Nah. <laughs> yeah, get the ring back, fellas, if yeah. you can. I don't know how the well that's going to work because I heard there's rules that protect all that stuff. But There's rules that protect it? Yeah, especially like a wedding ring. It's considered a gift and you cannot get that back. She now owns it. But I think if it happens within a certain amount of time, you can get it back. What? Yeah, it's crazy. But I don't think it's against man law to ask for that. I don't think it's To be honest, the stuff he's asking for is so small. I'm just like, who's being more petty, him or her? She's being more petty keeping her stuff. Yeah. But eventually you just gotta you just gotta man it up and take your L. Cause there ain't no better win than hey, if she won't give you that stuff back, you know what you gotta do. You gotta go get a finer chick. And parade her around Jill Scott. Yeah. You got to. Or sleep with her sister. I'm not. I'm not making the rules. This is just. <laughs> this is how you play the game. You play with me. I gotta go sleep with your sister, or your cousin. Keep it in the family. This is what it is. Hey, is it the Purple Rain CD or I'm knocking off your sister? Thank which you. one is it? Thank you. Like, which one you want? She's gonna want? have a very level <laughs> CD case at her house <laughs> <laughs> after I'm done. <laughs> Facts. Yo, fact. So yeah, fellas. Uh, according to me and Brian, it is not against man law to ask for your stuff back, but it depends on what it is and how you're doing it. Yep. You cannot pester. After a while, you just gotta chalk it up as an L. But I'm telling you, there's other ways of getting the back. True. You get to find a girl. Ain't nothing better than she see you doing better yep. with someone else than you were with her. Or do some DIY D- D- activities with a family member. <laughs> he said, oh, I have the most level CD case in it, period. You ain't giving it back. Okay. Wait till the family reunion, fam. <laughs> Who built this? Oh, uh, me? Hey, oh. Cousin Sandy. Thank I didn't you. know you was pregnant. <laughs> well... <laughs> It's all jokes. It's all jokes. We don't, we don't. Um, man, Brian, I enjoyed. It. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Man, I always enjoy being here. I always enjoy it. Um, speaking of podcast, man, I kind of hinted to it earlier, man. Uh, since the last time that Brian was on the show, since then he has started his own podcast. Tell the people what the name of it is. The name of the podcast is the Gentleman's Delegation. We have a Facebook page. We're on SoundCloud. Thanks to Mike for giving me the idea and the encouragement to, to actually put it out there. We're bridging the gaps from the old heads to the young bucks. Oh, I like that. You know, educating the newly found young men on things that a few of us wish we would have known while we was coming up. Mm. So we're just mm. trying to, you know, 
give a helping hand on general topics, everything from relationships, sports, doing your taxes, being an entrepreneur, how you can just better yourself. And we're using a lot of our friends to help with all these great advice that we're putting out. We drop every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. And we would love it for y'all to give us a listen. Facts. Listen, hey, I do listen to it. That's not just because Brian is my friend. I, Hey, I enjoy it. I really do. Oh, man. It's a really good podcast, really good format, man. I enjoy listening to it. So make sure you guys go over. I will put the link in the description of the SoundCloud. Go and click on the link. Listen to a podcast. Give it a try. Don't be stubborn. Just give it a listen. It's an hour. Yeah. Hour long podcast. There we go. Your commute to work in this Atlanta traffic. Facts. <laughs> well, not for me. I catch smarter. Smarter, oh. smarter. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. Make sure you listen to that podcast. Uh, tell the people where they can find you. Uh, they can find me at Mister Underscore No More Day Ones. That's the number one. Mister Underscore No More Day Ones on Instagram. Yes, sir. All right, and again, check out the Gentleman's Delegation on Facebook. Yes, on Facebook. All right, they do polls and all kind of uh, conversations on the topics as well. Um, and like I said, they faithful. They drop every single Tuesday. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, since we were just talking about Atlanta sports, we're going to get a part two going. Oh, yeah. All right, so make sure you check out and uh, follow and subscribe to the Gentleman's Delegation. Very soon there's going to be a part two. About Atlanta culture, right? Yeah, about the Atlanta culture. You know, have the transplants affected the Atlanta culture positively or negatively? And we're going to have a discussion about that. We'll love to hear everybody's feedback. So if you jump on the page, let us know what you're talking about. Let us know that you like some of the podcasts and give us any critical. Uh, come on. Oh, man. Critiques. There we go. There you go. Critiques. Word. Yeah. Uh, and we'll we, love to, you know, try to just put out a good product that everybody's going to enjoy listening to. All right. So I will make sure that I put that out there when that podcast drops. And, um, you know what I'm saying? Listen to this one. Then you're going to listen to that one. All right. We talked a little bit about Atlanta sports. It's going to transfer right on over. Uh, and, and it's going to be a great, it's going to be a great thing, man. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Uh, I am glad to get this podcast out again. Again, the creative juices are flowing, man. Sports is a topic again, and it's not stale topics. Jesus Christ, I'm so thankful. No more Jordan, LeBron uh, topics on ESPN. I was about to kill someone, not myself, because I'm too pretty. Um, as you know, you can find me at the number four HF Advantage on Twitter and Instagram. You can also search for us on Facebook for Home Fit Advantage Sports Talk, for Home Fit Advantage Sports Trash Talk. Um, I keep saying I'm gonna use Instagram better, but I think I'm just I, I'm I'm just old. But I need to get to it a little better, man. And use Facebook a little better. I mean, that's what my parents are, so might as well. That's how they find out what I'm doing. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Mom be like, "You got pulled over the other day? How'd you? Oh, oh my yeah. God, you can't yeah. post nothing." Everybody watching their Facebook for the parents. Jesus Christ. All right, man. Again, this is a podcast for Home Field Advantage. We are done for another week. See y'all next time. I'll be easy.